Hello and welcome to I've Never Seen the OC. We are on episode 7, The Escape. Hi guys, uh, just a wee quick warning before we get started on today's episode. We are dealing with some pretty heavy stuff today. Um, so this is a trigger warning for uh, suicide. So if you feel like that's something that you don't really want to listen to, that you can't really cope with at the moment, that is absolutely fine. Not a problem. Give this one a miss. Um, potentially give the next one a miss as well, but there will be a warning at the start. Um and yeah, have a good day, keep yourself safe, and we're here for you. My name is Heather. My name is Kerry. I sound so deep today. You sound so, like, sultry. Mm. Sexy. I sound very chipmunky. I've had two coffees. I'm, like, pumped and ready to You've go. You've always had two coffees. I know, that's my kind of staple to get going. So the purpose of this podcast is that I, Heather, have never seen the OC. Well, I've seen episode seven now, but you get the gist. I'd never seen it before now. Whereas Kerry over there... Has seen lots of the OC quite a long time ago, but has seen basically the full thing. So you are either watching again with me or you are watching for the first time with Heather. Or if you're like my friend Scott from work... You're not watching it at all. You're just listening to the podcast no and then imagining way. in your head what the episode looks like. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> Scott, what a champion. He says that he does fancy Sandy even though he's never seen him before. It's because we've described him um, very well. Yeah. I mean, I think he knows who the actors and actresses are and stuff, oh, okay. but he just, yeah. He's like, don't need to watch it. I've, like, you describe it so well that I feel like I've watched it already. <laughs> God, you charmer. Mm. Um, okay, any housekeeping? You got um, to bring up? I don't think so. The only thing I've got to say is the name of this episode. If you like pina coladas. Did you not think about that? No, I Getting thought of um, Gwen Stefani's The Great Escape. Back um. in escape. Oh yeah, I remember that song. Did it not feature... Ooh. Um, oh God, what's his name? Yeah, that's Dane that. Bowers? No, it wasn't Dane Bowers. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Remember Dane Bowers? I do. A song with Victoria Beckham is a classic. Mm-hmm. What okay. happened up to now? Oh, I can never remember this bit. Okay. I feel like I'm doing the, what's that at the start? Like, last time on the OC. Mm. Jimmy is broke. He's still broke. We say that every week, but he is. He's still broke. Um, Holly's dad punched him in the face. Julie wants a divorce. It's a big controversy in Newport. Pretty sure he still loves Kirsten. I think that like, has to be yeah, said. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And um, Marissa and Ryan are kind of on-ish. Luke's still kicking about. Like, it's, there's a lot happening, really. Um, Caleb, we met him last no, week. No, Ryan... Th- Marissa's picked Luke. Remember they did it. Oh my god! How could I forget? You're too late. She said it. Mm-hmm. You're too late. Yeah. Oh well. Marissa isn't a virgin anymore. How could I forget? Mm. Anyway. Um. I guess onwards. Okay. So we start in the kitchen with Ryan and Seth. We do. They're going to take the Range Rover. 
I was not happy about this. <laughs> like, have be- you learned no lessons? This is the third time this Range Rover is being taken. First time it got trashed at the house party in not Chino, but the other place that was bad. Oh, Donnie's Hood. Yeah, Donnie's Hood. Then he stole it to go and pick. He didn't steal it, but he borrowed it to go and pick someone up from somewhere. Did he not? Did Ryan not take it? Remember, Seth was like, just take my mum's car. Oh, when Luke got shot. When Luke got shot. Yeah. Nothing ever good comes when they borrow this Range Rover. No. So it felt like it was an inevitability that they should have learned by now. I also want to know who their mechanic is, like that turns it around that quickly. That is one thing I really want to bring up is like I have no concept of how quickly time is passing. Same. It's very Same. confusing. Like, has it been a day since Luke was shot? Has it been a month? Has it been four months? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so-, so yeah, Seth is debating whether he should go to Comic-Con or Mexico. But I got the feeling that he was taking the mech out of Comic-Con a bit here. Like, oh, it's for losers and nerds and stuff. And I was like, how dare you? I thought that was like, his vibe. I thought he was into it. Exactly. He's turned his back on his own people for tequila and hot girls. <laughs> and, and it's not okay. Yeah. I mean, I would be the same. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I like a Comic-Con. <laughs> I, do you know, I feel I, I should love it. There's a lot about it that I'm like, I should be into that. But I've never got into it. I'm into it. Mm, yeah. I would rather go to Comic-Con than go and drink tequila. Oh. Maybe not necessarily in Mexico. I would quite like to go to Mexico. I'd love but to go not, to Mexico. Not, I don't like tequila. Tequila. Anyway. Sandy's getting wooed by the dollar, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's getting some... Sneaky advances from Rachel saying, come and come and have a really good job with good money. Mm-hmm. Does come someone on. call him Big Pimpin here? Because I've <laughs> got Big Pimpin written down. Have you just written that down? Mm, no, uh, someone must have said it because it's in quotation marks. And then he says that he's going to go to the meeting because they usually give him a good free lunch, which I've really appreciated that. Yeah. I thought that was... I love a good lunch. Mm. I use it not so much. Actually, up here, I've got like my go-to staples that if I need to take clients or if I have to take people to like woo them, that I'm like, oh, I know a good place that's like for drinks. I know a good place for lunch that people will go and be like, oh, this is nice. Mm. Interesting. Am I a Rachel? Maybe I'm a Rachel. Yeah, mm, let's hope not because we, I do not like that don't, woman. <laughs> don't spoiler me. Don't Sorry. Me. Yeah, they've got Seth teaching Ryan about comedy. Did you like that? That's what they call a callback, Ryan. Like, all right, who died and made you the king of the stand? Yes. I really, this is when they're in the pool house, right? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, he's like, I don't need to get over Marissa. I am over Marissa. No, you're not, babe. Yeah, he's definitely no, not. not. He's definitely not. The simple fact that you're saying that you don't need to get over her means that you're not over her. Babe. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, um, Seth's got this giant sombrero. I love a sombrero. No. Do you ever go to these Mexican restaurants and like they put those like I'm just I love Mexican food, right? And I love Mexican restaurants. But don't wear a communal hat. I literally see if they don't offer it to me. I'm like, excuse me, what do I need to do to get the sombrero? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yep. No, sombrero. 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 No, I'm not into it. Do you remember? This is such a niche reference. El nombre. El nombre, el nombre, writing numbers in the desert sand, el nombre. He was a little mouse that taught you how to write numbers in primary school. No. Oh my God. We are Googling this in the break because you're going to love it. He's a little a little Mexican mouse. 
He's like, hey, Papa, how do I write the number two? And then he like draws number two and it teaches you how to. No, oh. I do not remember this. Okay, well, we have discovered that I am gloriously useful compared to your <laughs> old hack ways. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, I'll show you the video, show you how the youth learn how to write numbers. Thank you, Aaron Ombre. Anyway, Seth's got a 12-page itinerary for two days, for a two-day trip. Seth should be a teacher. <laughs> this is what it feels like to go on a school trip. <laughs> a massive booklet that's about 12 pages for a two-day trip. Mm. To be fair, I'm kind of like, no, I probably wouldn't have like an itinerary that I do a lot of research before I go on holiday to Same. be like, where should we go? What should mm-hmm. we do? Because there's not there. Where should we eat? Yeah, there's yes. nothing worse than wandering around being like, that place looks all right. Oh. I can't, I can't. Like, I've been in so many actual arguments where it's like, what do you feel like? You know, well, we just have a wander. Okay. What about this place? Mm, nah. What about this place? Mm. We just pick somewhere. Yeah. Just well, you just somewhere. pick somewhere. Because I'm starving and I'm getting hangry. Yeah. And me and my sister both suffer very, very badly from being hangry. Mm. It's a thing. I'm also a hangry person. Mm. But I feel there's no like warm up to the hangry. It's Same. Like, it's very much like, oh, not hungry, hangry. Just comes upon you. Mm-hmm. Agree 100%. Um, so let's go over to Summer and Marissa. Painting their toenails. Obviously, because that's what girls do. It is the one of the hardest things to do. Um, they are chatting about the first time. Yes, Summer wants the details. Now, I'm not really in camp. It's a sacred act and no. all that stuff that Marissa's going on about. But I think I made my feelings very clear last time when I was like, your first time is... Mm. And anyone who says otherwise is lying. lying. 100%. So, yeah. I'm not into like I think it's fine to discuss stuff but I don't understand what kind of details she wants like I think but then I so I get the vibe that Summer hasn't done it before like she's asking that many questions oh do you think so yeah that is my vibe because if you've done it you know like you know how it works like and to be fair if you've not done it you know how it works but do you know what I mean like I feel like she's only asking those questions because she hasn't done it before Mm, possible Possible. Um, also she does this like the most awkward like cowgirl riding motion oh yeah ever again another clear sign that she is like do, it was so before. weird it was like the actress was like i really don't want to do this and they were like no but you have to yeah but yeah i just got real i've written it down summer talking like she knows but i don't think she knows mm. um jimmy jimmy is homeless jimmy is moving out he is moving out well marissa's in mexico not a fan of this plan no again just you know when you're like you have not thought this through like this is not not the one he is not okay hun he's not but he's he he just like he's got no good ideas he's not got any good ideas he's got no what's the word gumption he's He's just an absolute idiot man Mm. absolute idiot and then he's all like look at is it him or julie that's like look it's great it's jimmy yeah Yeah. Um, and summer makes this face like she's like like well like no he's not and i'm like you have done nothing but go on about how great luke is how dare you like sit there and now make a face if there is one phrase that would have put me off a boy it is my dad saying he's a good kid (laughs) like literally i would just be like well okay well that's never gonna happen cool thanks Mm. so then julie turns up and she's like oh i want the kids nobody's surprised cool also do you know what nobody's surprised at who does jimmy go straight to after that conversation he needs to get a new friend 
Like he acts as if she's his only friend in the whole world. And he knocks on the door. He's like, is now a bad time? Yes, Jimmy, it's a bad time. Get another friend. Also, mobile phones exist. Like drop her a text. Give her a heads up. I know. Although they do live like next door to each other. No, not good enough reason. Just give her a text and be like, can I pop over at three for Mm. a coffee? So Kirsten's going to call Gloria and sort out (laughs) Jimmy's mess. That's her realtor. Sort out Jimmy's mess again. Mm-hmm, Kirsten mm-hmm. is going to solve Jimmy's problems for him. Um, the main thing that I have from here is that I love the chaise long in their living room. I love a chaise long. Have I told you about this? Mm-mm. I desperately want a chaise long, but Ali won't let me get one. And my aim is when I get my forever home, like my big big house, you know, when I've made my millions and I get my big house, mm-hmm. I want a chaise long in the kitchen. Nice. It'll so smell like bacon though. Well, it won't smell I like won't. bacon in your house because you're vegetarian. Fried onions, probably. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, chaise long in the kitchen, the dream. Well, I love this dusky pink chaise mm. that they have in their living room. I am into it. But Kirsten's right. Kirsten agrees with you. Like, it is the worst idea. Yeah. Him not telling the kids. And then Marissa gets back from Mexico and it's like, oh, your dad doesn't live here anymore. Terrible. Terrible. I don't understand why he would think. I get that he was embarrassed. Like, oh, I don't want I don't want them to see me packing up and all this stuff. I understand that, but that's definitely not worse than abandoning your children without any notice. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I get because he says like he doesn't want them to watch him move out and he doesn't want to be the divorce guy. He didn't think he'd be that guy. And I get that. But that's not taking responsibility for your actions and your decisions. But I also don't understand why he can't just tell them that that's what's happening. Like Marissa is going to Mexico. Caitlin is at a babysitter anyway. Like why can't he just say, by the way, this is what we've decided. So while you're away this weekend, I'm going to be packing up my things. Yeah. And when you get back, we'll have two separate houses. Yeah. And question, where is Julie while all this is happening? Because surely know. Julie obviously had a different commitment, an acting commitment. Yeah. It was like on a different show this week. But that's the thing. Like both of them should have sat them down and been like, this is the situation. I know. But who are we? Mm. So then we cut to look at Marissa getting hot and heavy again. Yeah. Look not quite as respectful and nice this time. No. There is a little bit of, you know, he says something like, oh, it's going to be way better the second time. It's not. That is borderline pressure. In fact, it's not even borderline pressure. That is pressure. Yeah. And it wasn't okay. No. I wasn't here for that. And it's not going to be better until like the third or fourth time. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then she's like, oh, Tijuana is so gross. And I was like, why are you going then? If you hate it that much and you're going to like crunch your face up like that, why are you going? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. She is the person who turns up and they're like, oh, I just really couldn't be bothered with this. Like, it's like, well, Why go did home then. Come? Yeah. Bye. Don't kill everyone else's vibe. Exactly. And then also he was like, oh yeah, you can leave your dad alone. He's like 40. And I was like, just you watch yourself look. <laughs> <laughs> just you. But that's the thing. Excuse like, you. She's trying to be like, I think he's having a breakdown. Like she's very emotionally in tune to what is happening. She can clearly feel that her dad's not okay. And mm. she in herself is like, maybe it is better if I'm around to like keep an eye on him. Like that's quite an that's quite a grown up thing, isn't it? To be able to yeah, read other people's emotions. Especially like 
self-involved teenagers are too busy going to Mexico. Well, this is it. The thing is, I don't think it's grown up to necessarily be in tune with emotions, but what's grown up is to then put the other person first yeah. and to say, oh, well, actually, maybe this person needs me. Yeah, I'm not going to... Mexico because I should stay and look after my yeah. dad. I'm not going to get absolutely steaming on like 50p Bacardi Breezers Mexican knockoff <laughs> and I'm going to stay with my... They don't drink bloody Bacardi Breezers. Nope. Marissa's on the hard stuff. Um. So yeah, she's not going to Mexico. It's cotillion all over again, isn't <sighs> it? Just... Is she, is she not? See, if you're not going to stuff, just don't go to it. Don't tell everybody how you're not yeah. going to it. It's very attention-seeking, isn't it? It really annoys me. I anyway. would describe it as attention-seeking behaviour. Mm. Mm. Crab Shack. Yep. Which we've figured out is not actually called the Crab Shack, but, but that's we're still what going we're to call it, it that. Seth drinking Coke out of a jar here? I did not notice. How very 2019. <laughs> it was like a proper jar with like a, a lip and everything. Jar. Cute. Mm, okay. Kind of. Luke says hi to Ryan. Weird. Mm-hmm. Why only... is Marissa still raging? I have no idea. Because they've not talked it out. So she's just been <sighs> stewing know. in her. Post-coital rage. Yeah, and because Ryan didn't intercept with her and her boyfriend mm. having sex, she's annoyed at him. It doesn't make it, any you know, sense. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway. I have an awful lot to say about this scene. It was kind of boring and I was annoyed at Marissa. To so, just skip it. That was it, yep. Non-eventful. So, we go to Sandy at the office. Now, I'm putting it, has, it out there okay. before, before we go any further. Mm-hmm. I like Rachel. I think she's got a good vibe. I think she's confident. She's funny. She's sassy. I like her. Mate. She's very honest as well. She's like, are you tired of being a martyr? Like, Sandy is clearly very, very good at his job and isn't getting paid any money for it. And she's just saying to him, like, look, you could be great at your job, get bigger cases do more and earn more money. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with that when she's asking him, a brilliant lawyer, to stop working for people who really need him for an affordable fee and to come and work for women whose Botox went wrong for a hugely inflated fee. Like, I'm not okay with that. Mm. I'm not. I don't like Rachel. Oh. End of story. Also, see this whole thing where they met and they were like, oh, let, like, we'll do a wee cuddling. Oh, 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 I nearly kissed you on the mouth. Like, oh, huh. no. <laughs> no. Now, I don't know if this is because I know Are you gonna, what's what. No, what I'm not going to tell you. No, nothing. But Your subtle hints are not subtle. I'm now scared. S- as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, this bitch. <laughs> She also sees Sandy, she calls him conceited. She sees Sandy in a different way to the way that we all see him. Do you think that's weird? It's a relationship of like being a colleague to someone, isn't it? Like we are just observing him, a little bit of his work, we just see Mm -hmm. the highlights. Like she clearly knows him from a different perspective. And I like that, gives depth to their relationship. But I don't think that, what, I mean, what, what has he done that would come across as conceited, though? Even in that environment. I thought that was a strange word to to use to describe him. Maybe the writer just felt like they hadn't used a long word in a while. Maybe. Anyway, back at the Crab Shack. So, I have some beef here. Mm. They keep using really weird abbreviations. 
like some coop hall like i feel like they're doing that or the writers have done that in a way to just make it seem like they're pally like oh we're pals so i'm gonna abbreviate your name to coop rather than cooper it's like that doesn't oh, i don't know but she's called her coop the whole time the coop one is fine but like i just feel like they've done it with everyone that it's like oh we're pals we abbreviate each other's names no mm, i it didn't didn't well notice me, but okay so summer's getting a lift like this is obviously what this is all gearing up to like summer needs to be left behind so that there's a reason for them all to go to mexico together of course yep now is marissa a bad friend here i understand marissa's got her stuff to do and that she wants to look after her dad and all that kind of thing but she has absolutely left summer in the lurch summer now doesn't have a lift to mexico because of marissa and she's not bothered. She's like, mm, it's us. But then she also left Summer with no date at Cotillion. Exactly. Mm, maybe maybe Marissa is a bad friend. Mm. But then she's the alpha dog, right? She can Supposedly. do what she wants. Supposedly. <laughs> um, Ryan saw a glimmer of Luke and Holly, right? Did he? I didn't notice at this yeah. bit. I was too busy writing down things about Marissa being a bad friend. Okay, you have your priorities. I mm. have mine. Um, yeah, there's like a a weird moment between Luke and Holly, which Ryan kind of sees. But it's not exactly mm. subtle. It's not subtle. Like, it's not subtle at all. Well, okay. But I think he's getting glimmers that he knows something. Something's up there. Mm-hmm. So then it all transpires that, oh, funnily enough, this plot point that was written in does actually transpire and the boys have to take Summer to Mexico. Summer nearly gives a game away. She turns up in that little headscarf for cute, the sunglasses on. And um, I've actually written down what an outfit, Summer. Mm. Bandana, silk, glasses, hoops, white jeans. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about white jeans? Very nervous. Yeah, no, it's, it's not for me. I'm a naturally clumsy person. Okay. And it's always that thing, like, it never happens. Sorry, boys, we're going to talk about periods, trigger warning. It never happens. <laughs> Absolutely no trigger warning. It is a natural thing. I know, we're talking about the blob. Weird. It's fine. Um, anyway, um, it never happens that your period would leak through so much that it would leak through your pants and your jeans. Mm. But that is my irrational fear of white jeans. I guess it the, depends on how heavy your flow is. But, like, if, like that's the thing. Like, if you were, like, mid... If you're mid-flow, if you're in the heavy section, like, you wouldn't wear white jeans. because You might. Like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you, you don't decide what, what jeans I wear or don't. Oh, but then, no, like, that's the thing. Like, my fear would never be, like, oh, I'm on my period, I'm wearing white jeans, this is going to be bad. My fear is always, I'm not on my period, I'm wearing white jeans, and then randomly is it I going just to start. happen, yeah. So, Summer almost gives the game away about the fact that they're not going to Comic-Con. I had kind of forgotten that they'd lied about this. yeah. Um, because it seems like I don't understand why like everyone else is openly going to Mexico why wouldn't Seth also openly be allowed to go to Mexico like Jimmy and Julie are letting Marissa go Summer's parents are letting her go Luke's parents are letting him go why why does Seth have to lie about it I don't know it's really it's odd and like Sandy and Kirsten are cool yeah they're not going to have a problem with that and then at this point, Sandy talks about how summer's hot again. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. no. I don't like it. It's not okay. Then we cut to Jimmy as well, don't we? And he, <laughs> this line just really, like, irked me. It really irked me. He said, I can't look after both of us. It's like, 
you're her dad that's kind of that's your job like, yeah. that's in your job description mate like that's like yeah. literally the only thing you have to do is look after both of you so annoying like i was just like no jimmy i was kind of not team jimmy but i was a, i was in the sports club you know i had a membership Mm-mm. and i'm really thinking about giving it back now he is weak yeah as anything and then Jimmy panics. Marissa's then confused. Like, would this family just bloody talk to each other? Agreed. I mean, we would then subsequently have less to talk about. But yeah. I know, but I feel like it's got to the point where it's like unbelievable that they wouldn't just speak to each other about things. Yeah. Like the amount of people that aren't doing any talking to each other. I'm like, mm, this isn't real life. Anyway, Marissa is going with Ryan. They decide that they're going to go together. Is anyone surprised? Hands up. Show of hands, please. Is anyone surprised? Again, have not learned their lesson. Luke, when she shows up with him, Luke is going to be furious. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it quite rightly. Yeah. Like, he is going to be mad again because she has said, I'm not going, and then turns up with him. It's cotillion all over again. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. We've just seen this episode, like two episodes ago. Exactly. Then, to further the ridiculousness, we have Kirsten and Jimmy painting Jimmy's new house. Why? Why is she helping him do that? Also, what kind of rental deal does he have that he can paint the flat? (laughs) I wrote that as well. (laughs) Why are they paying a rental? Is it different in America? I have questions. (laughs) Also, they were like it didn't even look that bad. It was like a kind of yellow color, and they were painting painting it all grey. It was actually quite similar to our flat color. When I was looking at it, I was like, "Oh, Mm-mm. painting it the same as ours." I just didn't get this. I didn't get why she would be helping him to do this. Yeah, and then Jimmy's being all whiny, being like, "Oh, it's an impossibly hard conversation." It's like, "Yeah, it is," but you're an adult, and you're our dad, and get you've on with it. So you've got to do this. Oh, Kirsten being the voice of reason. It is. It is, Jimmy. Mm. I would have loved it if she just turned around and was like, get on with it. Just oh, get on with it. Just do it. Just do it, man. It's really similar. Do you remember um, when Luke was chatting to Marissa, I think in episode five, and I was having a small cheeky because he was like, "It's this conversation is just going to get us bummed out. I don't want to have it. Mm. And mm-hmm. I was like, just sort your life out. It's exactly the same. Jimmy, grow up. Just have the hard conversation. Get on with it. Do it. Oh, and then Kirsten gives her the worst advice and is like, just call her. Don't call don't call your child and tell her you're getting a divorce and you're leaving the family home. That is the worst idea. Why would you call someone and have that conversation? Ridiculous. Yeah, that was quite bad advice. I would I would agree with that. Should we head in the car down to Mexico? Okay. Well, not very fast though, because Seth's getting passed by a van full of nuns. Of course. Um, then he mentions this Jufro and Summer is vaguely like anti-Semitic here where she's like, mm-hmm. ooh, are you Jewish? Yeah. And it's like, um... Anyway, at this point, Summer calls Death Cab for Cutie one guitar and a whole lot of complaining and Seth loses his mind. <laughs> Summer, I'm with you, babe. It's I exactly mean, how I feel about Twilight Sad. I can think of substantially more enjoyable ways to be sad. Mm. Interestingly, Twilight Sad are a band. The Twilight Sad are a band where like people are always like, "Oh, but you must love them." Yeah. And then I'm like, "No, no." And more, everyone's like, "Oh my, do you know wh- why not?" And I'm just like, 
Oh no. No. I've so my my other half my other half and all of his pals are I was, huge Twilight fans. Yeah, I was gonna say, are we not gonna get in trouble for yeah. saying this? Cheryl's gonna kill us. Yeah, Cheryl will kill us. Sus babes. Sus shares. Anyway, can we talk about who the hell just grabs a steering wheel because they don't agree with what someone has said? Right? It's honestly the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen on screen. Like that you would just not do that in real in real life. Never ever like i know that she's meant to be a bit thick but this is beyond the pale yeah and then seth even says it. i'm sure summer crashed the car yeah me too because mm-hmm. she did mm-hmm. but it was so obviously just like again like a plot point like yeah. oh they have to crash so that they have to spend the night together how are they gonna crash f- the car yeah stupid stupid so the car has a broken axle they go to a hotel motel holiday inn yep uh, no one's happy about it. Someone asks if they have to pay extra for the pubes, which I <laughs> laughed at quite a lot. I also just like, they've got loads of money. Why didn't they just go somewhere nicer? And Seth's really starting to see how high maintenance Summer is. Yeah. But like, I feel like he should have realised this before now. Yeah. I also have, I don't know if it's specifically in this scene, but it's definitely while they're in the hotel. Like, why does Summer get into her jimmy jams and, like, get to bed and everyone else just sleeps in their clothes? Why is she the only one that gets into her jammies? I know. That is odd. You would think you would want, to stay in a place like that, you would want to be covering as much skin as possible. So that it, there was less of your body in contact with the yucky pube sheets. I would also take the sofa over the bed. Would you? Yeah, I definitely would. Because less people will have slept on the sofa than slept on the bed. Right? Mm, but then the yeah, bed but probably pe- gets cleaned more, right? Yeah, and people eat on the sofa and things like that. I mean, it's best of a bad bunch, isn't it? Anyway. Kirsten and Sandy. Yes, Kirsten's gone through letters. Sandy comes home. Is it okay that I am helping him? No, not really. It's not really okay that you're helping Jimmy Cooper paint his house. When your husband has obviously and has clearly expressed his problem with the relationship that you two still seem to maintain. Not even a problem, just like a concern. Yeah. it's No, it's not okay that you're doing that. Like, if your other half said to you, I'm worried that you have feelings or they have feelings for you, I would suggest you quite naturally maybe don't like not be friends with them anymore, but like lean away a little bit. Take a step back. Give some time for the dust to settle. Exactly. Don't grab a paintbrush and head round to their house to Mm. have a painting party, just you and them. Anyway, Rachel's bought them a surfboard. Is it Rachel or is it the firm? It's Rachel. Who else (laughs) is going to know that he loves to surf? Right, Rachel's obviously the one that's like trying to get him there. Um, Money chat gets a little awkward here. I don't know. I am a firm believer of probably because that's the way my parents were, but like people having their own money. Like I earn my money, my partner earns his money, and that's kind of how it is. We both have separate bank accounts we've got a joint one for like bills and stuff but like my money is my money Ali's money is Ali's money and I find it really weird the thought that Sandy gets like pocket money from Kirsten is that how it works like I would be interested to know 
how it works because that must be difficult and I don't think it necessarily comes down to whether you're a man or a woman but that must be difficult having to ask your partner for money. Definitely like I know someone who's been in this situation before not me but someone who's been in this situation before and like I can from their point of view like the other person definitely held all the power because you can't go and buy like new socks or a new pair of pants or a pint of milk without running it past them yeah and I don't think it's that's necessarily always the case but I think if someone has control of all the money they have the balance of power and they can use that for nefarious purposes yeah and even if they're not like even if you're not having to ask every time you buy something there could always be a point where they turn around and it's like yeah but you've spent x amount of my money over the past x many years and that makes me just feel so uncomfortable exactly exactly and i think it makes sandy feel uncomfortable which is why he's kind of saying well actually maybe it is time that i earned remember it wasn't that long ago that caleb nickel said that thing about the you know he said don't speak don't speak like that to me in my house and caleb nickel was like whose house yeah so that's all quite fresh and i imagine in that society it will be quite palpable that kirsten is the one with money and like kirsten's family is the one with money but then he brings up a really good point yeah the only thing that stops you from feeling like julie cooper is me yeah Yeah. and i think that that's true and given her reaction to it as well i think that that's quite true but he talks about balance being important like all the things that he's saying make sense but i can kind of see where she's coming from as well she's like well you're all about values and integrity and you're going to sell out for a surfboard and a good paycheck sort of thing. It does seem like a weird move for Sandy to make. Yeah. I mean, he can't have been easily swayed by just a surfboard, surely. No. I bet you you have some sweet, sweet dollar with that payback. Mm. Right? I think he says something about the salary that they offered him was outrageous or something like that. But he doesn't seem like the type to be, well, we say he doesn't seem like the type to be swayed by money, but then look who he's married to. So maybe he is more interested in money than we think that he is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ryan and Marissa are the vending machine. <sighs> this scene annoyed the life out of me. I like, feel I need to just address this to <sighs> listeners. Most of the time when Kerry and I are talking, we don't look at each other that much. Like, we kind of drift in and out of eye contact. Most of the time, it's kind of like looking at our books, you know. when Kerry I didn't think has, you were going to say books. <laughs> we don't just sit and look at our own boobs. That would be really weird. But no, there are, there are times when Kerry just, like, makes this face... And I know what she's going to say is like, it's good. I feel like everyone who listens from my work knows this exact face. I feel like lots of people who know me will know the exact face as well. She means business, guys. Hold on to your hats. This scene was so annoying. Like, yes, there is a problem. Stop saying that you don't care when you clearly do care. Like, stop having this fake argument about whether or not you're getting cheese puffs or chipsticks or Monster Munch or whatever the hell it is. Why would you not get Cheetos putting it out there? Continue. It's just an absolute farce. Like, you were back with Luke. You went to the party with Luke. Why are you trying to say that you weren't back with Luke? Why are you angry with him to this point where you're standing in front of a vending machine taking all of this out in a weird kind of like shaded sort of way? I just, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And then he's like, 
well, just tell me then. And then she absolutely chickens out and can't tell him. Mm. So remember, I don't know if I cut it out the last episode, but we definitely talked about it in the last episode that there was a boy that I liked for like all of my secondary school. Um, and we went out for like two weeks or something in first year and then never went out again, heartbroken. Um, and I remember in like fourth year, we were having this argument because he was like, oh, I know you like someone. Who do you like? And I was like, nobody. Obviously, it was him. And then... <laughs> We kind of got to a point because I was like, well, no, I know you like somebody. And I thought it might have been me because I was young and naive. And um, we'd agreed that we would write it down and then like give each other the bit of paper. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. We're going to, it's this is so great. And then it turned out he uh, fancied Amanda and not me. And it was, I mean, never, never recovered from that. <laughs> that was a Jimmy Cooper idea if I've ever heard of one. Terrible, terrible choices. Oh, God. Oh well, mm. you you move on though. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes I think. Well, I hope so. From S <laughs> three. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I was raging about the whole vendor machine situation. I was not happy about it. Yeah, I think the moral is just Marissa. Just tell me, fancy him. We've all had enough of this. Yes. So then we go back to the room. Oh yeah, and Seth and Summer are already asleep, right? No, this is where Summer has the. Um, the little nightdress on because oh, okay. this is where he uses the phrase chivalry's dead sugar and he won't get off of the bed that and I was like hi and I was like what the hell is going on here like he absolutely but then I was like he fancies her so is he pretending that like why like I understand he's annoyed by her she crashed the car right yeah. I told you at the very start <laughs> Nothing good would come from them borrowing this car. He's trashed his mum's car again. again. <laughs> so is he actually annoyed with her and he's like, nah, you can sleep on the couch. But I don't understand this because surely they realise that Ryan and Marissa are going to sleep on the couch. I have that written down. Where are Ryan and Marissa going to sleep? Or was it going to be that the girls were going to sleep in the bed and the boys were going to sleep on the couch? I, I also wrote that down because like, mm. I just, it's just weird. Like, why would you not share a bed with your pal? But also, why would you not have discussed where everyone was going to sleep before you let people go away and get crisps? Precisely. Uh, very strange. Anyway. But Marissa Marissa gets the call, doesn't she? The call that yes. we said shouldn't have happened, Kirsten, because it's a stupid idea. Ridiculous. And you could see exactly what was going to happen here a mile away. Marissa was going to be sad. Ryan was going to comfort her. That was going to make Marissa feel confused about what she felt about Ryan. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah. what? like it was so it was so terrible. But she even says, like, I can't believe you're telling me this over the phone. I know. I know. And this is kind of Kirsten's fault, actually. Because I don't think he would have done this if Kirsten hadn't told him to do it. Also, can I just point out? Kirsten and Jimmy did not do a good job of painting that house because did you see behind them there was like a big patch of unpainted and I was like we literally just saw them painting this house and now it's half painted what's going on continuity, continuity guy. terrible We've got beef anyway the next morning when they wake up and like um, Ryan is cuddling Marissa Again, continuity. Why would they not have woken up when Summer was getting up, getting changed out of her jammies, presumably doing her skincare routine? Seth is up, you know, probably being sarcastic. They would 100% have woken up. There's no way they would have slept through them getting up and leaving. I could have slept through that. Could you? Oh, no. Yeah. She looks happy for the first time 
in a long time here. Little Marissa. Mm-hmm. Which I think is slightly weird. Also, right, I was trying to think about this when I was watching this, and I don't think that I have ever accidentally spooned someone. I've written that down. As if you would accidentally, accidentally in little bunny ears, as if you would accidentally snuggle. I know. I am calling serious BS on that. That would not have happened. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, Seth and Summer are away doing something breakfasty, aren't they? Oh yeah, this is actually super cute. Like they're having their breakfast and they've got the newspapers and then he passes the toast over. Like I love mundane stuff like this. Like see, going for breakfast and reading the paper in that comfortable silence, which obviously then they realise they're having comfortable silence and then it becomes really awkward and then they have to talk about it. And then he says something really weird here, like, I like to call it uh, the time you kissed me by the pool at my granddad's party. Do you remember this? <laughs> and I was like, okay, if this is how we're just going to refer to things from now on by being really literal about about what it was, like, I'm kind of here for that. <laughs> I'm kind of here for that. He's also like, our, our chemistry is undeniable. Like, it is. You can see it. You can sense it. Yeah. But what, it. because she ate the toast? No, just like the way they act with each other. They're like a wee old married couple. Mm. And I thought them like sitting reading the paper and him passing the toast was like a real reflection of that. Yeah, that was cute. That was cute. Um, And then Summer made me think of you. Why? I suffer from rage blackouts. (gasps) No, that wasn't. Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. (laughs) I had a friend who genuinely suffered from rage blackouts when I was in high school. Yeah. And she was terrifying. But. Yeah, the blessed, but the better, I suppose. Is she deflecting here, do you think? Yeah, 100%. Because she actually does like him? I don't know if she necessarily likes him, but I definitely feel like she knows there's feelings Mm. there. Anyway, then we go back to the room and they're talking about whether or not they're going to go. She's saying that she doesn't want to go anymore. And then Ryan's like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Summer comes in with some actual, genuinely, seriously good advice where she's like, look, when we go back, we're going to go back to school, we're going to go back to normality, life will suck soon enough, so let's just go to Mexico. And Agreed. I was like, I'm into that, life will suck soon enough, so just go and do stuff that you want to do. Be in the moment, guys. Yeah, love, laugh, love. Actually, do you know what? Did you just say live, laugh, laugh? Yeah, because I was just reminded of this hilarious. We were at, where were we? I was out, must have been, it must have been just a couple of days ago. And, uh, oh, we were trying to get, that's what it was. We were trying to get guess someone's Instagram username. And they were saying, oh, you'll never get it. Like, it's a really famous song. And we were like naming all these things and that. And she was like, no, no, no. It's like the kind of thing that you might see on like a sign, like that you would buy to put in your house. <laughs> And then my friend Courtney was like, Live, Laugh, Love. And I was like, which band has ever written a song called Live, Laugh, Love? But it wasn't. It was This Is The Place. Sure. Which I didn't get. No, I don't get that either. I know. My friend Maya, who I think I mentioned in the last episode, who I used to live with, had such, has, it's it's present, it's not past, such an irrational hatred for anything Live, Laugh, Love. Like, she's just so funny with it. Like, if you even say it in front of her, she's like, I also have a... A, a deep-rooted dislike for it's time to drink champagne and dance on the table. Ugh. My no, least favourite of all of them and sorry Liz, because you definitely like this I don't. It's like, what's the free? It's like salty 
salty kisses, sand in your toes, salty kisses, something like that. I can't imagine anything worse than having sand between my toes and salty kisses. Like, I love the beach, I love the seaside, but that makes me feel quite nauseous, actually. Salty kisses. I'm not, I don't, the salty kisses thing, I don't mind so much. The, um, sand between the your sand toes. between your toes is Oof. not nice. No. It's not nice. Anyway. Um, <laughs> live, laugh, love, everybody. <laughs> so we're going to Tijuana. Live, laugh, love in Tijuana. Um, Tijuana, where you can be arrested for immoral conduct. Did you see that on the sign when we were introduced no. to Tijuana? There's a big sign saying that you can be arrested in Tijuana for immoral conduct. Um, and then proceed to show a million people. Partying. Exactly. Living their best lives. Exactly. Clearly I'd forgotten Rachel's name here because I've written down there's some hot chemistry between Sandy and the lawyer lady. <laughs> the lawyer lady. The lawyer lady. She says, I'm giving you a platform to do better. I agree. I'm team Rachel. No. Do better by fixing people's land disputes and their plastic surgery botched. Like, no. But that's the thing. I imagine no. there are loads of cases which are a bit crap and a bit like that. But for every, like, ten of them, there will be one golden one, which will be the big ones that people talk about, like in lawyer school and like that's oh, a big thing no, like not nah, like i was having this conversation with a young person quite recently actually about like what jobs we need in life and what jobs are completely superfluous to like <laughs> the running of like oh, a no. civilization at its basest form like a society in its most basic aspect are you writing off my job kerry and no but i'm just <laughs> no, saying but. like ridiculous like litigation law like lawyers who like like all this whole sue culture in america and all that stuff like that doesn't need to exist like that i i don't think anything good comes from that i think it it creates a culture of blame it creates a culture of not having to take responsibility for your own actions or for your own misfortune or whatever like this whole thing of like julie i mean they see it here julie's gonna sue and jimmy says it later on about how julie's gonna sue him for custody of the kids like sue him for custody of the kids yeah i hear what you're saying like it just doesn't need to exist it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous man-made greed-driven it's very greed. I think that's the thing. And I it's hate it. Because so much of it ends up in settlements, it's not even like a, it's not about the money, it's about like the purpose behind it. The vast majority of these cases is just about the money, isn't it? Exactly. And I'm not here for it. Anyway. Speaking of Jimmy. Why is she back there building furniture? <laughs> the painting was bad enough. Now they've been to Ikea together. They're building up a wee Calax. They've like, been running it's about not, in Ikea nah. pretending they're in 500 days of summer. We've all mm -hmm. done it. Mm -mm. Um, and he's reminiscing about how he's never really been a bachelor because I used to do you, Kirsten. Remember that before Julie, there was you. And yeah, see as, as see as soon as he was like, I've never really had a bachelor pad. I was like, he's gonna bring this up again. He's gonna bring up the fact that they used to go out again. And then I actually stopped writing because the the program went faster than my hand, and I've just written what the f Jimmy, yeah, in massive capital letters. Gone bad jimmy exclamation mark bad because apparently in my head he's a small puppy bad jimmy bad <laughs> what the hell like what is like she falls off a ladder or she kind of topples a little bit off a ladder and he catches her and then he's like oh i'm gonna try and smack the lips on her 
it was so so ugh. she definitely had time to be like what what are you doing 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. she was complacent in that kissing situation complacent and complicit yeah. Or complacency made her complicit. Maybe. But it's the fact it was prefaced by the phrase, do you ever have any doubts, ever wonder what would have happened if you and I dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, sometimes. Why are you saying that? Why would you say that? Why are you saying that to him? No. When you know that he pines after you, he's got your bloody prom photo up in his marital home. You will not let that prom photo I can't go, believe it. I can't believe it. I still think that that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but he is quite good. He says, like, just because my marriage is falling apart doesn't mean I need to try and bring yours down. So he quite quickly realises that the situation is not what he wants. Like, he wants Kirsten to turn around and be like, oh, my God, I love you. And he quite quickly is like, oh, actually, this is, no, I'm being an idiot. Um, I don't know if he does. or I, th- um, I think he just feels guilt because he got KB'd, knocked back. He was not <sighs> allowed I have her. not heard that phrase in so long. KB'd. He got KB'd and he was feeling a bit fragile. And he put out, oh, I didn't want to kiss you anyway. Like, I don't want to go out with you. I don't want, I, ugh, you're disgusting. <laughs> right then, Jimmy, Do you shop. remember that? Like, do you want to nip my pal? Oh, no, you got, no, you got KB'd. <laughs> anyway. Teenage years were funny, weren't they? <laughs> no, they were horrible. Back to Tijuana. Have you ever done a shot off of someone's body? Yes. Have you? Yes. I would, mm, no. I've written, ooh, this is not hygienic. Especially belly buttons. Oh, right. Belly buttons are kind of gross. Ugh, I really dislike belly buttons. I was, what was I, was in, I was in the hairdressers and there was, sorry, Wes, Wes from Love Island. Um, there was a photo shoot Not with him. Wes Anderson. No, not Wes Anderson, <laughs> okay. just to clarify. You never know with this podcast, it could be either. Uh, no, Wes from Love Island that had a photo shoot with his new boo and he's got an outy belly button and it just freaked me out. Like, I just, I honestly had to skip the page. It just made me feel heebie-jeebies. I had the heebie-jeebies. Is his new boo Arabella from Love Island? Oh, I have no idea. I saw her in the airport when I was in... I was going to say Mexico, that's not where I was. Where is Love Island filmed? Wherever it was, that's where I was. Tenerife? Majorca. It was Majorca. And my friend Louise and I saw her in the airport and she was very unhappy that nobody was looking at her. I didn't watch Love Island. I only know Wes because he was on Dancing on Ice. Mm. Okay. Because you used to work on Dancing on Ice. I did. Mm. I would, yeah, no, I'm not into belly buttons. I can't. I wouldn't drink anything out of a belly button. No. Because there's fluff and there's sweaty bits and it kind of smells like... Let's move on. It makes me feel sick. Okay. Uh, Luke and Holly, they're going to do it. My biggest problem here, apart from the fact that Luke was obviously looking like they were... They actually looked like they were doing sex. Yeah. Doing sex. Doing sex. Doing Um, the sex. But why was Summer acting like she's never seen this before? Because Summer's been there at parties when Luke and Holly have got it on. I thought that was a weird continuity thing that didn't really make sense. Because we've seen them sneak off several times before. We've seen her be all over him several times before. Maybe it's just like the actual reality part. Like maybe she's seen them kind of be flirty, but Mm. never actually thought, oh, they're actually doing it, you know? Especially because Holly is like Marissa's pal, you know? Well, anyway, Summer goes for it. She actually goes in on her and like actually tries to jump her. (laughs) Like, remember, Seth has to hold her back. Yeah. Do you know, right, (laughs) we've talked about this a lot. Summer loves being in a bikini. It's one of her Mm -hmm. favourite pastimes. 
They have gone to Mexico, which south of California would make me think warmer than California. Right? Not necessarily. It depends how close they are to the equator. Because once you go into the southern hemisphere, the further south you go, the the colder it is. But yeah, imagine it's not that far away from California if they're driving there, right? Mm, Well, it took them three hours. Yeah, so it can't be that far. And... Everyone else is in bikinis and small clothing and, you know, look quite hot and sweaty in the club. Why is Summer wearing jeans and a jumper or jeans and a t-shirt? Who like knows? She's wearing more clothes than I've seen her wear in this entire series so far when she's meant to be on her holly bobs. Mm. Weird. Strange. Uh, that is strange. Anyway, Ryan punches Luke. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? That you got caught? What a line. Oof. Yeah. That, I mean, that is mostly why people who cheat are sorry because yeah. they got caught not because of what they've actually done yeah um yeah ryan punches looking it starts this mad like weird mariachi fist fist fight between loads of different like mexican dudes and Everyone Luke. jumps in it was very weird anyway marissa is missing she runs off yeah. i find it weird that this they split up yeah. Like Marissa's just gone off on her own, which you see as a dangerous thing for a young girl to have done. They're worried about her, but yet you let Summer then go off on her, on her own, own yeah. to find Marissa. I thought that was quite strange. But see, even like, see when they do find Marissa and she's like, I have no one. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Like, your three pals have stuck up for you so hard in that nightclub. You have three people right there, like physically in front of you. Sort your life out. I know. Did you also notice, right, see this bit, like, so when Marissa was at the hotel and Summer finds her and then Summer goes in the bathroom and she's like, oh, I'll just be right back. And she obviously phones, like, Seth or Ryan or whoever. Did you notice there was, like, a weird, exactly phone-sized, like, shelf in the bathroom that she then puts her phone onto? No. It was so, like, it was, it was so weird. Like, a tiny phone holder shelf. If like, that fits, completely... <laughs> That completely distracted me from what was going on. I was like, why is there a tiny phone size shelf there? What's so going on here? you the real slow-mo pan to the pills, which Marissa is clearly about to go and take. Yeah. Like, I just, I didn't get here why, when Marissa disappeared with all of the medication, the painkillers, why at that point did no one phone an adult? Yeah. Like, I don't think that there's very much else that, could have gone wrong that you would like even if you were lying about being at comic-con yeah and also summer knows that marissa's dad knows that she is in mexico so why didn't summer phone jimmy yeah why didn't summer phone julie or even like as we've said like sandy and kirsten are so cool i know like it would be at that point that you would phone sandy and be like look we've made a mess we're actually in Mexico. Marissa's missing, and and she's got a bunch of painkillers. Well. She's right, exactly. I didn't. Th- I thought that was silly. And then Ryan, the only voice of sense here, when they were like, "Oh, she's gone again." Like, where will we find it? Ryan's like, "No, let's stick together." Yeah, we need to stick together. Also, continuity person, just you again. Look how busy it is when they're looking for her. Like it's rammed. Every like club is busy. The streets are busy. It's I know what you're going to say. How has she so quickly found the one bar that has nobody in it? Yeah, she's found the only quiet bar in town, which is playing mariachi music, just so that we know it's still in Mexico. <laughs> just come on. I know that was ridiculous. 
That was ridiculous. She takes all those pills, mm-hmm. right? Now, I am the kind of person who has to bite a paracetamol in half. So I felt physically sick when she just rammed them all into her mouth. I was like, Whoa, like Aww. I actually can't cope with that. No, I had no qualms with it. No, I hate. I could. I could. Like I could actually feel myself retching. Like the thought of her having all of those. See? I just can't do it. Like see something the size of like the pill. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine, but anything bigger than that, I really struggle. I'm going to show you my daily multivitamin handful and you're going to be bulking left, right and centre. Oh, I don't even want to see it. Like, mala- have you ever taken a malaria tablet? Yeah. It's like the size of a frisbee. Well, like the, what is it? It's um, starflower oil that I take. And honestly, it's like swallowing a grape. Like, it's so big. Starflower oil sounds like something from Super Mario. It is. Mm. I'm just hitting my head against little mushrooms. Every day. Mm. No, I can't do I can't do pills. I can't do that size. I'd be the worst drug addict. I would be <laughs> I would be the worst. Because I don't like anything in my nose either. Like I don't like you know that feeling when you put water in your nose? Uh-huh. Like when you accidentally inhale water through it. Like I just I can't mm-mm. Okay. Not a huge fan of injections. <laughs> like I mean who who is really, but I'm thinking about getting a B12 injection though. Oh really? Mm. I got my flu jab a couple of weeks ago. Did you? Mm, knocked me mm. out. I felt crap for two days. Mm, that's the danger. But I quite I like a flu jab though. But I feel anyway. great for the rest of the season though, so it's fine. Anyway, weird interlude of Kirsten and Sandy. Yes. Just reminding us that there are adults that could help. Yes. I did. You think she was going to tell him here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. Nope. She didn't. And Sandy has sold out. And I'm telling you now, this Rachel is trouble. She is trouble. With a capital T. Anyway, yeah, that was weird. We went to them for like two seconds and then came back to Marissa, who is in real trouble. Yeah. Where the hell is the bartender? Yeah. She's at the bar. The gang are looking for her. But then the other guys in the bar do look concerned. Yes, I thought this as well. Like, I didn't know whether we were meant to be getting the vibe that they were bad guys. Bit rapey. Yeah. I didn't get that though. I thought I, they neither were just, did I. Like, concerned. Neither did I. I thought they were coming over to see if she was all right, and then she obviously freaks out, leaves. Why is no one helping her? Yeah. They, she goes past hundreds of people. She obviously looks distressed and trouble. Whatever. See, I don't. I think she just looks drunk. Like oh, if you were, like if you were out in Zante on the strip and some girl was staggering about, looking like she's about to vom, like would, you as, would help her. But as an adult now, yeah, I would. But if I was. 19 and mm. I'd been drinking a lot I probably wouldn't have even noticed you know yeah possible and then we have Mazzy Star playing again yeah um, this was this not what was playing the first time that they met mm, yeah it was definitely it in was, that first episode. yeah I have specifically written down here I'm not even worried they're obviously going to find her Mm. Like I had no jeopardy. Well, like, that was because you've seen the carrying scene. Was this the carrying scene that well, that's you? What I thought it might have been, but no, that it wasn't this carrying scene. Because um, see, as soon as he lifted her, I was like, oh, but oh, it's not this one. So that scene happens again. Okay. Um, 
the carrying scene from <laughs> William's party. From William's party. Um, just in case you haven't listened to, was it in the trailer or in episode one? We probably referenced it in both. I have accidentally seen one episode of the OC. We have now deduced that it is the last episode of season three that I have seen a bit of. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried. It's going to be fine. I do have a feeling we're going to see that um, carrying scene again in the future. Because I know that. So only spoiler, I know. The next episode is also called The Rescue, which kind of is the giveaway that is going to be fine. And Indeed. it's episode seven. Like, main characters don't die in episode seven of series one. Unless it's Game of Thrones. Unless it's Game of Thrones. But that's, yeah. That's not even the Game of Thrones man. song. And that was it. I mean, it was quite a dramatic end. It was the most dramatic end we've had in a little while. Yeah. Definitely um, better than the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's dead. I think it's going to be fine. Okay. I think it's going to be okay, is what I have written down, word for word. I'm glad you think that. Yeah. I also don't think Kirsten's going to tell Sandy about Jimmy. I don't think she's going to tell him that. And I think that's going to come up in like episode 12. Like I think it's going to come up way later Mm. that that's happened. And Sandy's going to be like, why didn't you tell me? Sandy's going to be very upset if that does get mentioned again. I agree. Indeed. What do we think? Oh, you know the answer. I'll ask myself. Okay. What do I think was going to happen between Rachel and Sandy? I, d- I have faith in Sandy. I think he's a good guy. I think it's going to be fine. I You're think it's so going to be okay. Please let it be okay. That's it. Oh, listener of the week. I chose the last one. It's your turn this time. Oh, no, don't do this to me. You know yeah. that I don't ah. like it. Okay, well, in that case, um, I'm going to choose Scott. For the simple fact that we mentioned at the start of the episode that Scott, he has never seen the OC, has never seen the OC, and has listened to this podcast and has still never seen Aww. the OC. He just imagines the episode in his pretty little head and goes about his day <laughs> pretending that he has watched the OC. So that's cute. Hi, Scott, you're listener of the week. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Scott. Thanks for listening, even though you have no interest in this program. <laughs> what a good pal. I know. If you would like to be in for a chance of being listener of the week, um, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. We are at Never Seen the OC. Yeah, come say hi. Mention us. We like that. Let us know your review. Let us know if we've missed anything. Um, let us know if you've been listening. We know you are listeners because we get like our stats back, which I love. But like we like to see it IRL. Put it on your Insta story. We'll share it probably. Sometimes, when I don't forget. (laughs) Until next time. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.